You're listening to Inside Content, the TV industry podcast. This show is brought to you by Three Vision, a global TV industry consultancy specializing in content acquisition, strategy, research, and business development. Each episode, we give you VIP access to the views and experiences of senior TV executives and discuss the latest TV industry trends and insights. In this episode of Inside Content, our EVP Jack Davison speaks with Mansi Srivastav, SVP of Content Acquisitions and Partnerships at MX Player. They discuss the multiple layers of consumer in the Indian market, how MX Player brought premium content to an untapped audience and more. India is such a large, vast, dynamic, intricate and layered uh, you know, ecosystem and there is the paid audience which is right sitting right at the top. Uh, there are players that are trying to address that audience. At the same time, there are you know, many different segments post that as well before you even hit the bottom. Today, uh, we're very lucky to have Mansi Shravastav with us. Mansi is SVP and Head of Content Acquisition and Partnerships at MX Player in India. Good afternoon, Mansi. I hope you're well. Good afternoon. Very, very well. Thank you for having me here. Oh, no, it's great. It's great. I think probably the best thing I could give people a view on, on MX Player and yourself, but it's, it's definitely going to be best to, to, to jump straight in. But MX Player is, from my point of view, it, it's a fascinating company. You are a video streaming app and service in, in, in India that offers um, many thousands of hours of content, uh, a huge variety, which we'll go into in more detail. You operate um, primarily on a, on a naval basis, primarily in India, but maybe we may get drawn on the fact I think you are out, outside of the Indian market as well. I think what's actually fascinating, I think I came late a few years ago to sort of sort of picking up on your activity, but but obviously in 2018, Times Internet acquired a, a majority stake in, in the business for $140 million. Then in 2019, that investment rally, I think, was uh, was led by Tencent from China, another big company that every, everyone knows about. So the, the, there's some significant forces behind you. Um, and um, and you are making um, huge inroads into 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 the video market um, uh, and the metrics. Into obviously we're talking about India, and when we're talking about India, the metrics are always in the millions. Um, well, hopefully in the millions. Always when, larger when, than life. <laughs> yeah, but maybe if if you could, um, I mean, there's a clue in, in in your title, but if you could tell, maybe tell the our listeners a bit about what what you do at MX Player. Absolutely. Uh, and, and I think uh, you have a lot of information, Jack, that's already, uh, you know, sort of uh, out there and open. Uh, we've been um, working on this for almost four years now. My journey at MX began uh, pretty much before MX went live officially. So it was in 2017. What I do is head acquisitions and partnerships uh, for our, uh, for our, of course, our uh, domestic platform, as well as all of the international launches that we do, you know, in terms of uh, various territories, be it US or UK, we're looking at uh, Indonesia, Nigeria, Australia, several territories there where we're looking at uh, expanding our footprint, both with the AWOD as well as the SWOT offering. And um, I basically work on all of the content that MX is not making in-house. So barring, you know, our creative team and, you know, uh, the team that does all of our originals, Everything else that we do is uh, is the piece that's um, that's being looked after by me. Great, um, lots lots there actually to 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 to, to think about. But um, 
I, I, I suppose like many um, markets, uh, many countries um, navigating, I guess, COVID and, and the pandemic in, in, in 2020, India saw a, a, a huge acceleration in activity uh, and usage in, um, let's call it the digital OTT market, for want of a better term. Um, also from... A lot, a lot of our in- listeners who are in this sort of international distribution business, from their point of view, they've seen the sort of the pressure the pay TV business has been under and, and, and the regulatory changes and the closures of English language channels that matter to them. Um, but the launch of new SFODs, the, the, the growth in, uh, of the local services, all these things that have fueled the OTT sector, sector and there, there are now hundreds of millions of online, on, online video users. And perhaps you... If you could expand a bit on how MX Player has, um, well, how it fits into the overall kind of ecosystem for OGT in India, and how, how you've how you've got there. Uh, yes, it's it's like I said. I mean, it's a journey that began in uh, 2017, 2017 and 18 with with the acquisition of the platform itself. Um, we fit into the OTT world in a, in a very unique manner in the sense that I think we're the first and only AWOD platform that caters to the audiences in the way that we do. Of course, there are various other open platforms, uh, you know, the, the, the larger ones, or their streaming platforms, et cetera. But in terms of a focused premium offering to an audience that is still price sensitive uh, is where we come in. And that is a very, very large part of the Indian market. Uh, you know, the, that's... Uh, you know, the mid of the pyramid and going all the way to the bottom, which for India, the numbers are huge. Uh, the consumption there is uh, extremely uh, robust. It's also heavy on time spent. It's an audience that's waiting for content. It's an audience that's not been addressed prior to this, prior to our launch. Um, it is an intricate market, India. There are layers in terms of, you know, whether it's a psychographic, uh, economical sort of divisions and uh, demographics, etc. But this, uh, this offering for us was meant to take care of the larger audiences out there, both in the main Hindi language as well as the regional spaces that were not earlier being looked after in terms of the specific uh, choices and demands that uh, they had. And that's where we came in. Um, we came in as a free platform. Uh, we came in with, with an offering that was at par with or more than any of the paid platforms. So that's where the uh, that's where the offering became unique because, you know, our originals and all the content that we were acquiring and all of the partnerships, et cetera, ensured that we brought top of the line audi- uh, content to an audience which uh, would otherwise have had access to, let's say, limited uh, social media platforms as well as television and would never really dabble into the premium OTD space that was uh, there up, to, up until that point. That's, I, I mean, that's... Um... That's really interesting. I mean, you've got, uh, sort of far as I'm aware, from uh, you've got lots of services within the market competing, and and some of them are sort of hybrid AVOD, SVOD, but you have that sort of boon of SVOD players that 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 saw India as a huge growing market and thought we need to get a piece of that, and and uh, but the the global streamers maybe. Obviously, Disney Hotstar sits in a slightly different space, but but the streamers, the Amazons and the Netflix, Netflix in particular, have been very open about how challenging they found India. I mean, and they were very open about how much they wanted to go in and do well there. And they've yeah. subsequently been open about how hard it is. And and uh, it sounds like from what I, I mean, they... If I'm correct, I think they reduced their prices not that long ago, about 60%, which That's sort of... Right. 
reflects a concern over affordability and pricing of their own. But from what you've just been describing, kind of AVOD, and, and you, you see a clear segment, and AVOD is, is, is perhaps the better space to be in. I don't know. <laughs> You know, it's, I think, I and I may be repeating here because I see this often, India is such a large, vast, dynamic, intricate and layered, uh, you know, ecosystem. And there is the paid audience, which is right, sitting right at the top. Uh, there are players that are trying to address that audience. At the same time, there are, you know, many different segments post that as well before you even hit the bottom. So there's a there's a market within each of those layers which can be addressed. And, you know, unlike other countries, which are perhaps a little more, there's a more uh, homogeneous sort of an approach to it. India does not, right? And India has, therefore, so much more to, to, to be looked at when you, when you enter that. Um, for us, we had a lot of data available uh, because we had acquired a platform. There were users that were, you know, that were, uh, uh, were loading videos or content onto the onto the app and watching watching various kinds of content. We had access to that, and therefore, then we went uh, from there onto developing. You know exactly what we have today, which is a diverse offering, very uh, dynamic in terms of the categories. We've got movies and shows, and we've got television content that we provide, and there's music and a lot of other short format as well. Uh, so you know, in terms of um, uh, addressing uh, those pieces. As long as one is able to identify the exact segment that one is running after, going after, uh, it's then from there the game gets uh, a little more easy. Um, but I think what worked for us is that we were very nimble-footed. We're, you know, we're in India based. We don't have uh, various global offices. We function directly from on ground. Our expertise and eyes and ears are very sharp. Uh, we do have, of course, a larger times network as well with all its data and you know the support that we have with the. Uh, with other elements in terms of marketing, et cetera. So I think that really worked uh, in our favor. We, we, we moved very fast, you know, in right from the first day. Uh, the data that we get, you know, there are uh, multiple points. Some of them are just, you know, very, very interesting. And then they've span over 10 languages, uh, their geographies, you know, across the various states, et cetera. So I think what we've really sort of learned and realized is that there is no one size that fits all. And, you know, of course, that's a basis of OTT. But in addition to that, within that as well, uh, through machine learning and uh, you know uh, AI and various you know different mechanisms, we've also endeavored, and we're still working on it. It's not a foolproof plan, but we're still working on getting there in terms of making sure that all of the diverse content that we have is actually reaching uh, the audience that it's meant to. Um, all of these, I think, require it's like an orchestrated effort. I, it, content is one major piece there, um, but it's the audience that has to be recognized. Therefore that there may be platforms that say that have a certain price point or are reducing price points uh, targeting. But it's, you know, there are people that can pay, pay, pay an X amount and 10X as well. It's just knowing where they sit. And then once they sit in that pie, what is it exactly that they're watching? You know, that mismatch sometimes happens because it's a complex country and, you know, it's not that easy to understand uh, the data matrix that's available. A lot of the times, a lot of these audiences are also using various uh, payment mechanisms, their combined accounts, their you know family accounts. So identifying and breaking through the exact choices is, uh, I guess, is is what we're all here you know to do and trying to do it to the best uh, possible manner. That's that's really great to hear. I mean, it came. I felt last year there was such a strong theme in terms of um, data usage and AI and 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 kind of um, really using that. Um, throughout the company, sort of 
in terms of decision making about content, in terms of what you then do and project out towards customer acquisition or customer retention and so on. But I, I still feel kind of there are some companies that are quite kind of aspirational about it or just skim the surface and maybe don't do as much as they could. It sounds like you're, you're very much... Um, uh, have been very much in there, given especially as you have such a large volume of data. That's right. I, I guess does that, uh, probably one of the things that helps you. When I was, my next thought was, uh, I've had a look at kind of your your content partnerships and what what you've been doing. It's a very big list of, <laughs> of content partners, and uh, I guess how do you how do you navigate that and keep up with it? Is that using the data and <laughs> just just you know, just just having a good team? I guess. I, I, I think multiple factors, but you're right, an excellent team there. But data is uh, is everything that we begin with. You know, that's that's where the journey begins. I think it ends with some great partnerships and relationships and just market dynamics. Uh, we do we are we're pretty persistent and tenacious. Uh, you know, in terms of our partnerships, a lot of them would have begun literally. You know, several years ago, some of them would begin would have begun. Uh, a few days back. So there's a range, you know, in terms of depending on the kind of partnership that we're uh, trying to forge. Uh, a lot of the partnerships that you will see would be actually with our uh, fellow competitors in that sense. I mean, we are out uh, out there in the market collaborating with several other OTTs as well that are onboarded onto the MX platform. So I think we believe in, uh, you know, sort of uh, forging these equations, which can then target similar audiences. And these may be partnerships uh, that may not have a very long future because at the end of the day, we are in the same market wine for the same audiences. But I think it's a great uh, equation where we begin, you know, with the same focus. We begin with the same amount of data. We begin with targeting and wanting to, you know, achieve the same purpose as far as the, the end user consumption is concerned. So uh, we've learned that there is merit in ensuring that, you know, we do partner with our uh, with, with our competitors. But at the same time, we also have different other kinds of partnerships, which are purely you know, licensing content-based partnerships with uh, studios across the world and across various international markets as well. Um, navigating is a, is definitely a tough point, but I think we're, again, very nimble-footed there. We are willing to sort of, you know, um, jump into partnerships which which may not necessarily have a very, you know, long shelf life, but they work for us at a, at a certain point in time. Um, and I think any partnership, this is probably universal and not really, uh, you know, sort of unique to our industry, is, uh, is dependent on, uh, you know, a symbiotic sort of an equation, right? I mean, there's a lot of distribution data reach that we provide, uh, we bring on to these partnerships as well. So there are several partners that have come on board, you know, with with that um, interest because they've ha- they have this fantastic content and they may not have been able to reach the same audiences or the wide range of audiences that we're reaching. Uh, so we've, we've, you know, sort of created these structures where we're able to share the right, um, right kind of data with our partners as well. And that's one of the ways where we've navigated, you know, and especially if there's a new launch happening in the territory, I think we're one of the best uh, platforms in that sense, because we're so widely distributed uh, that that takes care of the first, uh, you know, at least the entry point uh, is sorted. And then you finally reach uh, with the right content, of course, is the next uh, uh, point there. That, I mean, that's... Um... That's fascinating because it's sort of it's quite different, really, quite unique in a way. I think that to 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 those sort of partnerships should be doing with other other uh, uh, companies who, in oh, essence, yeah. compete with you uh, in, in another ways. But does that? I guess that does that reflect that sort of? And now this is this is 
I, the last thing I want to do is is be is be, <laughs> make superficial statement about the Indian market, which is one I don't sit in. But but you have such a, a diverse groups there, and and so you, you could probably segment in lots of different ways by all the different languages, by different socioeconomic levels, and and it's it sounds like kind of you know your target, and you and you understand, and you're using the data to understand the viewers. So I guess is it because everyone can I mean there will be overlap but some people will be operating in quite different spaces yes I think combinations some people uh, would be operating in different spaces there are some uh, OTTs that would have a strong television you know sort of strength with with their content there are others who may be nimble-footed in making interesting shows but not have the same amount of reach that we have so I think there is leveraging of strengths that are different across each partnership and you know and and at the same time we are also extending the strength that we have in in just the sheer distribution and reach that we provide uh somewhere down the line i'm sure that will also become a question of you know if there are so many ott's you know how many remain uh, there would be a consolidation at some point and therefore then at that point you know there would be a, a narrowing down of the uh, few that remain and really sort of do have a a large market share but for the for the time being i think there have been you know certain um, expertise that most each of these otts have brought to mx uh, in terms of their offering of content and i think it's been a wonderful way for us to have uh, garnered the kind of market share that we wanted to that that, that that's great uh, so we could probably talk at length about um content and and the the content you have on but perhaps um you have such a wide mix of, of uh, I'm talking really about international content here, but more generally, I mean, what is there any kind of insight you can give us and maybe not necessarily what's working for you, but any things that have surprised you, any content you've, you've worked with that have, have done far better than you expected? Any, any, any stories you may have? Um, yes, I think by now it may seem obvious to everyone that, international content dubbed in Indian languages is working. But when we started out, it was not, you know, really that obvious a, a, a feature. And I remember 2018, we went out and got a few Turkish shows. And then much later, we kind of added that with uh, Mandarin and, um, you know, Korean. And uh, we had Spanish shows. We've had, now we're looking at Thai and, uh, you know, uh, Italian as well. And it, the, the range is pretty wide. I would say that, that that has been a shift. You know, there was a change that has happened and there has been a change that's taken place in the last uh, few years. Uh, I recall very distinctly uh, at the time of, let's say, around, uh, you know, a few years back on Linear, we used to have mainly um, Kung Fu and uh, martial arts that was working from, let's say, you know, the Asian space. And anything that we brought from there that was not to do with martial arts or, you know, uh, 36 Chamber of Shaolin kind of content would not really have uh, any kind of a resonant resonance or it would not, you know, garner viewership, it would not have the same kind of uh, presence and it wouldn't hold its own. Uh, but I think the last few years I've seen a huge shift. Um, and maybe that is a function of two things. One, perhaps that audience is now being catered to on an individual level and they're watching this and, you know, earlier they were probably, uh, you know, getting um, averaged out in the overall scheme of how linear works, you know, considering it's very uh, focused towards just a single, you know, um, time, time band, etc. But I see that big shift, there are no biases, I don't see any content from any part meeting with any kind of resistance. I think that's an amazing thing. I as a personally as a 
you know, content acquisition person find it extremely uh, liberating to be able to do this kind of experimentation and, you know, trying content for what, you know, what it stands for, no matter which part of the world it's from. And I think that's a beautiful sort of uh, gateway opening up literally. And that has literally added uh, so much uh, variety, diversity to our offering. And, you know, you're able to then bring beautiful stories from different parts of the world, uh, which earlier I would say, like I mentioned, was limited. Hollywood was big. You had the bigger stars that were all well-known in the country. You know, you had all the big, uh, you know, $300 plus box office uh, hits, uh, $300,000 plus box office hits, et cetera. There was a tried and tested formula and that used to work, you know, action used to work and you had your, uh, you know, uh, broad uh, sort of strokes in terms of fantasy and, you know, uh, large horror thrillers. But I, I'd say, I think now I can see the full shift where uh, it's, there's a lot of, um, exposure as well as interest both from tier one tier two tier three uh cities and towns in the country where there's uh, a lot of knowledge of what's being released you know of course um, the country's seen various shows uh break through the roof in terms of uh, you know various formats etc but even on a dubbed level even on a fiction level uh multiple part shows i find it very interesting how they're getting consumed and people are relating their stories that are universal challenges that are universal uh, so I think it's just started, you know, it's going to be a beautiful, exciting journey here, here onwards. Yeah. I, I, I think that the, um, uh, the, the growth in sort of, um, in kind of foreign language shows in, in any market, whether that be English going into another market or another market coming into an English speaking market um, is one of the kind of um, the great kind of byproducts of the kind of the streaming revolution, because I, I almost simplify it down to the fact that kind of no longer is it being bought and scheduled by someone who has to be scared about what a show is going to perform in the 9pm slot on a Sunday evening. So they're not going to take a risk. They're going to have to de-risk that because it it, it will really show if it rates badly. But now because it's an on-demand world, you don't have to think about filling that particular slot and and a show can work a bit harder for you. People are able to take risks and so people are doing this and I think it's great. Um, Exactly. And and to add to what you're saying, you're, you're essentially programming for an individual versus a country, right? When you're doing a, you know, this kind of a OTT and digital programming, whereas earlier in a linear format, you're literally addressing one entire nation in, in one programming chart, which is uh, pretty much mm. impossible to do. Yeah. 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 Um, sort of slightly related to that. Another thing that we've been finding um, over the last few years is um the 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 change and the evolution to how content is um licensed and how it's windowed so not not just necessarily whether people are taking a first window or a second window which is important as well but kind of there seems to be now a little bit more maybe it comes back to your point about being nimble and 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 just doing things being flexible because now you find people maybe taking a shorter term on some content or either like and doing a kind of really short window then someone might use it in a different way afterwards um how do you i mean are you seeing that changing are you experimenting with windows and 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 because it sounds like you're trying things out quite a bit yeah, we're. Uh, that's a good question. I think we're we're probably one of the few people who are extremely uh, versatile in how we're approaching our uh, business structures in terms of licensing and partnerships, etc. Um, it's 
it's an award platform. So to begin with, I think the kind of uh, things that a, that a movie or a show or any other piece of content would do for an S-Ward would be different for, from what you know, role it plays in an A-Ward. And with that role would be the shelf life in terms of you know, how long is it that a piece of content is important. Uh, of course, longevity is important and you know, IP ownerships are important. Uh, owning uh, perpetual rights for any piece of content is a great thing as well. But eventually, I think there's also a math and economics and commerce to this because you know, there is a, a hunger for newer content every single day and that new may not be new produced but could be new for the platform itself. Um, with that kind of a pattern of consumption, I think it's very evident for us that, you know, there is a lot of content that it's out there and we don't, uh, you know, we, we don't hold the bias against it if, let's say, it's not available for a longer period of time. We're pretty dynamic uh, in how we get that content. I think we were one of the first ones literally in, uh, um, in most parts to have, let's say, a Transformers uh, on an AWOT platform. And we were willing to do a, you know, shorter kind of an arrangement on that. It was the first time it was on for free in multiple languages and available, uh, you know, out, out, out in the open on the digital platform. So things like that have been uh, very beneficial to us in remaining open to kind of these kind of structures. Um, however, in the show space, you know, where, where we make our own uh, content and some of the things that we do exclusively, we also see the merit in having these shows on for a longer period of time, because what happens is, you know, we are AWOD and there are, you know, constant factors which are leading to growth of newer users uh, day on day and month on month. And therefore, for every user that's joining, uh, there is a plethora of content, you know, 400,000 hours plus, which is lying there, uh, which is all new to them as mm -hmm. well. So there is a there is a balance there, uh, you know, and of course, there is the vanilla trap there as well, where you know that you have to have certain things which are there mm -hmm. on your window in terms of new content. Uh, for the audiences that are sitting there already. And then at the same time, there's, you know, just the churning of your existing amazing library, as well as, you know, very recent content, which is essential through the programming and AI, because it's as good as new for the, for the audiences that are just joining in. Similarly, for shows and things that we get, uh, shows and content that we get from around the world, uh, some of it may have seen one or two windows in other parts of the world, or even television in India, but they're mm -hmm. brand new in the, in the specific language that we're dubbing it in you know, a Telugu or a Hindi or Tamil, it, it's pretty much as good as a current uh, title for that audience. So, you know, exclusivity, longevity, all of those things, I, I do believe that digital have for us become a lot more um, uh, dynamic as well as uh, sort of flexibility is high there because we see it for what it specifically is bringing onto the audience at that point in time, not necessarily just a blanket, uh, you know, sort of approach that, okay, we want everything exclusive or everything for a lifetime. Right, right, and and um, what's qu quite interesting as a AVOD operator, there's, there's quite a lot of um, people watching the kind of the 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 well, I'm going to call it the US AVOD sector at the moment. But I, well, I mean, in some of those, I mean the also mean the kind of the Plutos and the Rokus and the uh, and the other major organisations that are kind of expanding. AVOD in, into some, some other markets at the moment as well um, in the kind of they all fundamentally had a kind of acquisition model um, they and in many cases it was also uh, probably acquiring library not not even kind of kind of recent programming and they've been stepping up slowly bit by bit um, and they're making inroads 
now into original production um not much but but some um and i'm interested to sort of ask you how how you're kind of because you've actually been doing it for, for for a bit now um and i just kind of maybe if you, it just how's that working for you that 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 originals market you know so i think unlike some of the some of the entities that you mentioned that may have ventured into it bit by bit or in a different kind of a pace uh, we dived right in. We launched with, you know, really big uh, originals and uh, massive shows, as well as acquiring uh, big massive shows. The reason being, our audience was already sitting there, right? They were captive on this, uh, on this app, on this database we had with us. Uh, so what was missing was content in that sense, and we built it from, you know, ground up, uh, you know, zero hours to, like I said, today, four hundred thousand hours plus. Uh, the 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 journey for us, therefore, has been very. Uh, aggressive in terms of ensuring that we have a lot more content uh, as the audience. A, the audience was already there. B, we were the first, uh, very one of the very first uh, A what platforms, and we did not want to sort of make the mistake of having uh, uh, a smaller port uh, catalog or not having the depth uh, in terms of the library or the diversity and newness. So we looked at multiple parameters. You know, whether it was newness in certain categories, whether it was volumes in another category like film we we ensured that it was a deep library uh, in terms of shows we ensured that it was a new as well as diverse library because we, we we looked at not just the hindi language but various other regional languages as well um so for us originals have been extremely critical it's not something that's been a afterthought or it's not something that we've been conservative about we were aggressive from day one with our originals and continue to be um and as you can see, mostly in the market today, you know, originals are coming from a you know really fantastic stable of creative people that are uh, that were earlier making films or are currently making films. So the quality there in terms of originals uh, is is excellent. It's not been seen before by you know by any um, audience in in this territory at least. So that's the shift, and we make made sure that we wanted to do a you know uh, to keep up with that because existing OTT players when we launched were already launching. Uh, and working on big originals. That is not a piece, therefore, that we wanted to uh, go slow on or compromise on. We launched very strongly with, you know, with a regional original and then went on to various others. So for us, originals as well as acquired has been a hand-in-hand -hand, uh, sort of a move forward, a strategy forward. Right, right. That's um, that's great. That's really interesting to hear. Um, there, I know that we'll probably be running cl close to time shortly, but I was wondering um, this. I may, I may, and, and you can correct my misassumption here if I'm making one. I'm making, uh, 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 making one. I am assuming that you have quite a lot of mobile usage because because of the proliferation of mobile as an as the access point of of, of the internet in in the Indian market. And, and assuming that's correct, I'm just wondering if that kind of um, if you think that leads you to make kind of different decisions and that, or, or I guess you've been driven by the data, but does it lead you to make different decisions about content? Uh, I, I'd say yes. And to, to sort of just uh, step back a bit, a uh, majority of our users are on the mobile phone. Of course, we, you know, we have the desktop versions and we have the, the television sets, smart TVs, et cetera, where, you know, MX is available and we have a, a significant audience base there as well. But our main growth point and you know the majority 80 percent plus uh would be mobile phone users we do focus a lot on this user base because 
uh, it's been a loyal user base since day one and it stays with us, remains with us. And I think to answer your second part in terms of content, you know, stories are interesting from various parts and there are certain stories that go beautifully and lend themselves to a large screen. Uh, overall, I think, uh, you know, maybe the only difference perhaps here is that, you know, certain screens, uh, a mobile phone, you know, that there is a certain level of brightness, there's a certain level of data sensitivity, there's a certain level of screen plate, you know, which is possible in, in, a, in, a, in a mobile phone. And uh, somewhere I do factor that in when I look at acquisitions and when I look at a piece of content. Uh, by and large, I think the, the effort remains to just get the best stories that are possible to get into the country and to the audience. Uh, sometimes that, that does come into play that, you know, you want to look at that uh, shows that have a certain amount of, um, uh, what, what, what's the, a certain amount of uh, lighting sometimes or a certain amount of, um, you know, uh, larger than life uh, screenplay, et cetera, that would be appreciated more on a larger screen. But on a smaller mobile, it may not have the same kind of impact that one would like it to have. Barring that, I think, uh, you know, great stories remain our, our main focus. Um, but I think what's interesting about the mobile phone audience, uh, more, from, uh, more from other perspectives other than content, is that they, you, you're, you're essentially buying for their attention on a small screen. You have a certain number of, uh, you know, rows uh, available. You have a certain am amount of real estate available on their phone. And therefore, what you put out there at them, you know, within the first 10 rows, uh, sometimes, you know, three, four scrolls towards the right or three, four uh, pages down, is essential because that's effectively the universe that you have to play around with. There would be patients, some may go beyond that, some may click on the second or the third tab or go, go scrolling further down. But I think the, the importance of those initial rows and pages is very high and we, you know, we make sure we do you know, a lot of work with getting the right content and a right mix out there to each audience. Uh, so that's where the mobile phone is, is something you have to kind of specifically cater to and work with, especially with the design programming, you know, and what you're putting out there in terms of uh, the kind of impressions you're giving to a certain piece of content. Right. Yes, that make, that makes total sense. I can I can see that because yeah, it, it, it's a whole kind of it's a different sort of paradigm for navigation for the user. So um, um, and you have to think that through. That's um that that's that's interesting. Well, Mansi, that that's. Great. I think that's that's probably time for today. Um, but um, and that leads me just really to say thanks very much for your time and and for it's been great to catch up. Um, and uh, well, I, I I look forward to speaking to you soon. No, my pleasure. Absolutely, it's been great to share. Uh, it's been a good journey. Like I said, it's great to talk about it. Uh, I'm glad we got a chance to do that. Thanks for listening to this episode of Inside Content from 3Vision. You can always reach out to us at 3vision.tv if you want to learn more. Or if you're a business with ambition in the content world, our consultancy services can help. With decades of combined experience, we know the ins and outs of the industry like nobody else. Catch us next time on Inside Content.